0: or if you consider yourself a spiritual exile with no real place of belief to call home, then I have you especially in mind, and I hope you'll stick around. I'm not very good at this whole social media thing. I uh, don't always check it, but if you've been following me on Facebook over the last week, you know that Cindy and I have been promising a revelation today. Not that revelation. There will be no dragons or four-headed lions or bears or leopards or any other strange beast from John the Revelator or his apocalypse, but there will be an unveiling, a telling of secrets. That's what apocalypse means. And when it comes to animals today, there will be goats. You know my story over the last few years. My life is very public and thus we have lived it together. The pandemic struck in early 2020 of course and weirdness descended upon all of us. My family and I were able to avoid the plague that year, but 2020 proved to be more than a handful we We shipped our son Bryce halfway around the world just as the pandemic was beginning or the army shipped him. We didn't have much to say about that. Our son Blaze followed soon after. Our baby boy Braden began his senior year of high school, a very strange year of high school with COVID. And then right in the middle of this, what a great idea, let's sell our house. And we did like in a week. It was in the fall, I had just turned the big five oh. We had a whole crew of Braden's friends ready to help us move. Cindy's dad, however, passed away right in the midst of all this. And on the day that we were scheduled to move, Braden and his entire crew, they were all basketball players at Freeport High School, were exposed to COVID and quarantined. We still had to get out of the house because now we had a deadline. The house had sold, so I was left alone, and I moved the entire contents of our home by myself. Every box, every stick of furniture, every mattress, every piece of crap that my wife collected in the garage. No one was malicious leaving me holding the bag, but that's just how it was. And we moved into this little apartment while we waited on our contractor to finish our next home, all these big changes, big birthdays. I will tell you this as an aside, to, to, if you ever need a mover, don't call me. But if you do need a consultant, uh, we hired, what is it, two, guy, two guys in a truck? They were fantastic when we finally finished our house and moved into our next house. And uh, they pulled up outside our house with all of our stuff in it. they have been in a storage unit. They got out there just sweating. And one of them says, man, I don't know whether to cuss the man or whoever it was that filled up that storage unit or give him a job. And I said, well, you can shake my hand, but I'm not taking a job. He said, we have never seen that much stuff in one small storage unit. All these big changes, big birthdays, moving big boxes. So it was no wonder that as we made all of these changes at the end of 2020, that I ended up with shingles for Christmas. I was scandalized because that is an old person's disease. My grandmother used to say, Oh, pray for your Aunt Dessie. She's got the shingles again. Aunt Dessie was my great-great-aunt Dessie. She was 116 years old. And she had shingles for 20 years, I think. And I always thought, well, that's just something that happens to old people. But I had just turned 50, and it was miserable. On the day after Christmas, I was so tormented and cranky. In the holiday spirit, my family left me face down on the couch, jacked up on pills and jack, and... Old-fashioned poultice on my blistered back. I was so miserable to be around that they preferred on the day after Christmas to go to the mall. In a pandemic. So when Cindy unwittingly and through no fault of her own brought home COVID-19 to our tiny apartment the first week of February. My back was still twitching with shingles aftermath. And it was likewise, no wonder that COVID ran over my non-existent immune system like a runaway truck. On two distinct nights that winter, I was certain I was crossing over. And I remember that I wasn't afraid. It was just this acceptance. Oh, this must be what it is like to die. And in one particular oxygen-deprived codeine cough syrup encounter, I found myself at Graceland in the jungle room with Elvis. As he played, Precious Lord, Take My Hand on the piano, while Mark Twain toured the grounds and my grandmother was there tending Elvis Presley's flowers in the garden. And you're laughing, but I'm telling you the truth. And I talked to her. And maybe she's the reason I came back. And as you know, I didn't end up at Graceland, however. I ended up 200 miles east of there at the long-haul COVID clinic of Vanderbilt University Hospital. And those people gave me back my life. That's not an exaggeration. Dr. Gold, who I lucked into having as my intake physician, was actually the clinic director but my doctor was not there to take me in that day, and she subbed in. She was the founder and director of the clinic. She took hours with me. She asked me questions. She made assessments. She listened. Neurology took me next, and guess what? My brain is fine. I have a certificate to prove it, just like the scarecrow and The Wizard of Oz. Dr. Robert Miller, my pulmonologist, is the lead consultant for the 9-11 First Responders Victim Fund. He works with Gary Sinise and veterans and John Stewart and the New York firefighters, and I drew him as my pulmonologist. He's a genius who pulled me back from COPD to more than 93% lung function as I tested this past summer. Dr. Jeffrey Dindy is my cardiologist, the only physician that hasn't let me go yet because there are still some lingering effects with my cardiac health. And I share all of these names with you because I wouldn't be here without them. I'm not saying I would be dead, but I would not be here. I would have quit because I'd had it. I was exhausted. I, I don't know what we would have done for a living I don't know how I would have paid the bills, but without the restoration of body, mind, spirit, and soul, I would not have been able to go on. And that really, really got me thinking. I was blessed. I had support at home. I have a large extended family. They are insane, but they know how to help when the chips are down. I had Cindy, I had the boys, I had Moe and Toby, our little brown dog Moe never left the bed for five weeks as I laid there. Hmm. I had friends near and far, I had contacts in in Nashville, many of which were Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt alumni. I had you, you let me take a leave, you let me get well. And so many people do not have these things. I heard from scores of people. Nurses, pastors, teachers. Who lost their jobs during the pandemic. Or outright just hung up their spurs. Because of exhaustion. Stress. Politics. Their poor weary souls. And they weren't weaker than me. I didn't have and I don't have a resolve or a persistence that they lacked. I simply had a supportive environment that gave me the time to heal. To feel better. To sort out my own stuff. And to stay in the game. I'm, sometime, I'm sometimes asked, and I've been asked many times over the years. What would sum up your approach to your work? Your talks, your books, your your ethos. What, what would... What would you say? And I always settle on Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty. You heard it read today. And particularly the message translation. I wonder, Garrett, if we could get that slide of that verse just one more time. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. And this phrase here, for whatever reason that Eugene Peterson chose to turn the English from the Greek the way that he did here, it is a stroke of wonder. Learn. The unforced rhythms of grace. The old KJV says. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So if I never were to give another sermon in my life, don't worry, I plan to give a bunch more. That would be enough for me right there. If I could give the world anything, it would be that. Last week I said I only have three sermons. One, God loves you. Two, Jesus is the most direct manifestation of that love that I know. And three, if you want to get in on that love, surrender to it. Quit clutching, quit grabbing, quit striving. Let it go. Go with the flow. And if I could, you know I would, I'd package this love and rest and these unforced rhythms of grace, and I would give it away to every tired, burned out, weary, broken hearted, exhausted, washed up feeling like quitting person that I met. Especially those who preach, those who teach, those who care for others, those who take care of special needs kids, those who are recovering from the wounds of war, emotionally or physically. And I would carve out a little spot somewhere of respite where they could go and rest. And in fact, Cindy and I are going to do just that. Let me introduce you today to the rusty goat which will become a coastal farm and retreat where the tired and the weary and the burned out and the scorched can get away and take a rest as i was getting well from covid all this was going through my mind and i started thinking about so many people that didn't they just they didn't have the same opportunities to rest And I wondered how they were going to stay in the game over the long haul. And I'm still wondering that. Our world has not recovered from this pandemic. We have one of the most massive teacher shortages in this state. Not just because it's one of the lowest paying states in in the country for teachers. But because teachers are exhausted. More pastors quit in the last 18 months than the previous decade combined. People are wasting away. And so we started looking around and said, what if we could find this little place somewhere where people could go? A teacher, the parents of a special needs kid, a veteran recovering from PTSD, a pastor who's on the verge of quitting, a couple that can't afford a vacation of some sort, where they could just go five, six, seven days and just relax. Well, you know what also coincided with this great pandemic? The biggest real estate boom in Florida history. So we started looking around, and prices of real estate are up 75% in the last six years. We look around, we look at this property, we look at that property. And one popped up here in Walton County, and it was gone in a day. I didn't say anything to Cindy about it. Two weeks later, it showed up again. And I went to Cindy and I said, have you seen this one? What what do you think? And she went, oh, that's it. You got to go buy it. I said, I don't have any money. You have got to go buy it. So I went to a a friend and gave him this sermon you're hearing right now. And uh, he says, is this what you want to do? And I said, this is what I want to do. He said, um, go buy it. I'll write the check, and then we'll figure out how to pay for it later. I said, you're the man. (laughs) Next slide, if you would. Cindy and I bought through Renew, our nonprofit, eight and a half acres, nearly nine acres, in Ponce de Leon up Highway 81. Next slide, please. And this will become that place. Where people can go and just rest from their wounds. A lot of barns, little house, next slide please. Swimming pool. I sound like the Beverly Hillbillies. Swim, movie stars, swimming pools. Next slide, if you would. It's located just a, a mile south of the Florida Trail, not far from Morrison Springs, Vortex Springs, 30 minutes from. Panama City Airport, 35, 40 minutes from the beaches. Next slide, please. And now that name, the Rusty Goat. I hope they're listening to this later today, but Gary and Lynn Hedges, when they left for Australia, you know, I said that I moved all of Cindy's junk out of the garage. Well, she just keeps collecting junk. And I hope that she doesn't fill those barns up at that property with some of that stuff. But anyway, that's beside the point. Gary and Lynn were cleaning all their their little garden implements and antiques and these things. And they gave us this little yard goat. And Cindy was cleaning up some things. And of all things in the world, she wanted to get rid of this goat. She said, We don't need to keep this rusty old thing. I'm going to throw it away. And I said, You can't do that. (coughs) It's my spirit animal. and it stuck. And so as we started thinking about, what would we name it? And I said, maybe the Rusty Goat. And then we had that Eureka moment together. People who are rusted out and tired, we're going to send them back to be the greatest of all time at what they do. So that's the Rusty Goat. Next slide, if you would. Uh, Cindy's selling bricks today. I want to say to the tapes you've inspired us, you have had for years the the uh, Backyard of Love, and we're going to have the Brickyard of Love here. And so some folks who have already given, they get their little name on a brick out there. Do I have any more slides? Because this is the portion of my comments where I, I, I just sort of gave up trying to put my thoughts together. Don't you love that? Go ahead. Isn't it good? <laughs> we have planned this picture for a month. <laughs> see Cindy today. Buy some bricks. Lend a hand. If you're an electrician, I need you to come see me today. I have some stuff. You can write a check. You can come to our paint party. We're having a big one soon. You can follow us on Facebook. The new Rusty Goat is unveiling a little bit later today. And you can come to our picnic. October 23rd, 4 through 7, the first ever Rusty Goat Pasture Picnic. And there is going to be music and dancing and food and barrel racing and hay rides and elephant rounding up and chicken kicking and hog chasing and all those other things. And we're going to have a great time. So from my heart to yours... I wouldn't be standing here without you. But there's a lot more people than just me. There are hundreds that are hanging on by their fingernails. What if we can give them the space to just breathe? And give them the strength to get back to it. To learn the unforced rhythms of grace. To place nothing on them ill-fitting or heavy. But they would come to Jesus, walk with Him, learn from Him. And live a free life. Doing the things that they loved.